what, what, I mean, what we see, like when you show up in this way and you're on the right shows and Mm -hmm. in this energy and just the whole thing has alignment into what you offer, not because you're salesy, but because it just aligns. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see an average of like one high ticket client per appearance and high ticket in my space means like somewhere in the thousands, like Mm -hmm. under 10,000, usually three, Mm -hmm. five, seven, right. Per appearance. Like Mm -hmm. it's so leveraged. Right. And that doesn't count. Like you growing your list, you growing your group, you growing whatever these other things are where you can nurture people Mm -hmm. along the way because different people are going to make buying decisions at different times. Of course. Welcome everybody. You are listening to the Omni Channel Podcast, a podcast from digital marketers to digital marketers. I'm your host, Dominique Aldegrand, and my mission is to help fellow marketers and entrepreneurs to grow their businesses online. So buckle up and let's get started. So Kristen, I'm so happy that you're here in this episode. Um, I'm so excited to be learning about how to get invited to podcasts because I think that's the main, you know, story and that that's the main subject of this podcast. Uh, but before we get into the topics and the meat and potatoes, can you just tell us about your origin story? How did you get where you are just for the listeners to get to know you better? Yeah, thank you so much. So I'm 40. So, you know, there's a few things that have happened in the last 40 years. You don't look 40, by the way, just like for the (gasps) listeners, she looks 30 max. Yeah, sorry. Continue. Carry on. I know we can just keep talking about that. I'm just Uh, kidding. But thank you so much. Thank you. Your skin is flawless. It's it's beautiful. It's whatever. I think I have more wrinkles than you. And I'm oh my gosh, I'm 40. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing about you. I was like, her skin is glowing. Yeah, it's so the thank light. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just settle. We both look amazing, but tell us about your story. <laughs> Deal. Okay, so <clears throat> interestingly, so we have this in common. I was a digital marketer for many years. And, uh, the way that I got into that is that I studied like traditional media undergrad Mm -hmm. and in graduate school. And then I became a professor when I was 23 and I always knew that while that was an amazing opportunity, I always had known I wanted to do my own thing. It just took me a while to believe in myself enough to make the leap. And the side business that I started the minute I became a professor was a digital marketing agency. And I was making websites. And then when Facebook, you know, started opening up two businesses, then I was doing Facebook pages and I was doing Facebook ads and did it just kind of like growing things as they evolved. This was very early on, right? It's 2005. And so I ran that part-time for five years. Then I ran it full-time for five years. And in 2015, is when I made my big pivot into my current business um, because I went through a personal tragedy that really woke me up, which was the full-term loss, stillbirth of my first daughter. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, It's been seven years. And, you know, I talk about her very openly, number one, because I didn't think I knew, I didn't think that could happen. I didn't know it could. And I also didn't know anyone or so I thought that it had happened to. And so, you know, she inspired me to start like a 
next level of my purpose in business. And so, you know, that's, that's the origin story of life with passion. Um, and so I became a business coach. I was helping women to quit their jobs and replace their incomes because that's what I got asked all the time. Right. So for the people who were like, not the people who were like, Oh, must be nice. But for the people who are like, that's inspiring. I would love to do that too. Right. So I helped that them. And I started going on podcasts in 2016 because it was fun. And then I looked up and I had added like a third of my sales calls had come from podcasts and I had made six figures from being, and like people started asking me to teach it. And I had my own imposter syndrome around that, but eventually I, you know, I made the pivot with a lot of encouragement and support. And so it just very organically came out of like what I was doing that was working. And I, I, I realized that I could help an, an even more advanced entrepreneur, which was something that I had been looking for a way to do for a long time is to really help these like, you know, spiritual, soulful folks who, whose messages needed to be out there and not just, not just the loudest bros in the room. Right. And so I took like, you know, what at this point is over 20 years of experience in media, like along the way, I also broadcast the Olympics three times. I did a documentary that aired nationally here in the US and won some international awards. And my favorite part of all of those things was always like the storytelling element and helping people use their, the power of their stories and their voices. And so, you know, it's soul level transformation, helping people use their voices. It just happens to be through the vehicle of podcast guesting. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I'm so happy that you, like, first of all, how organic was it for you to go from one place to another and another and another business? And uh, just walk me through because you said the loss of your baby inspired you to, to tap into more of your passion. Did you feel like the agency times were not you anymore? Do you feel like there was a misalignment somewhere that you felt like you need to, it is time to, to move towards that, you know, soulful level more? Mm, That's such a great question. So I liked the people that I was working with. I was in a really, really tiny niche actually in the horse industry and um, I have horses. And so I could speak the language and, uh, was you know, generating leads for them behind the scenes mm-hmm. all over the world. And, you know, I was, I was content on one level, like, okay. And, and also I knew deep down there was another mm-hmm. level for me, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until I lost her that I was like, well, it's never going to get any more uncomfortable than this. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, if I'm still here, let's do the work to figure out what the next thing is. And initially I thought it was just figuring out a way to scale the agency, to be honest, because that's what I knew. That's what was in front of me. But when I hired my first coach, then what I realized is we started looking at the, what were my zones of genius inside of the agency? And I realized it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't ads. It was, it was empowering these business owners to help them figure out what it was they wanted and helping them give themselves permission to do it. And then I just happened to be walking it out as an agency. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, what if I could just do this? Oh, that's called being a coach. Okay. Well, <laughs> who do I actually want to help? Okay. It's all these women who feel trapped and stuck. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and frankly, like I didn't want to work with moms. So part of it was like, okay, who am I available? Who am I most available to help right now? 
All right. I want to empower these women because I remember what it was like to be so depressed driving to and from a toxic work environment every day, Mm -hmm. dreading it, you know, wanting like all of that. I just, it was so soul sucking. Mm -hmm. And I knew that, that there was more possible and these high achieving women could, could do that for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, so I think Maeve was my daughter's name. I think she really kind of gave me permission mm-hmm. to, to pursue that thing that I had been kind of scared of judgment, scared of change, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of that around before. And why is that that you picked? Uh, I'm sorry, I won't hammer you too much on this one, but oh. I think it's important for the, uh, the listeners to get the full story. But because you mentioned that you were looking you're helping, you know, those that don't have a voice or they're too shy to get out there, like not narcissistic enough to be like, here we go, let's promote me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I always admire these people, but I think even me, I struggle with, you know, how do I, uh, even if I have something I'm excited about, just like, I feel like I don't want to bother people, spam, I don't want to be like, you know, too loud because I'm afraid I will be too much for my audience or my folks. So you mentioned that you are helping those people to find your voices. Uh, Why did you specifically choose them? Yeah, that's such a great question, right? And for you as a reflector, right? Mm -hmm. And as an INFJ, which I know both of those, you know, type my my Mm -hmm. two-year-old is a reflector. And for some reason, and when I was business coaching, I attracted like an inordinate number of INFJs <laughs> and the rarest type. I'm here for it. I've certified it all. We that are not the rarest anymore, by the way. <gasps> yeah. Oh Got Vitron recently. I don't even know. I think it's the ENFJ or something. EN, EN, I don't even know. Whatever. But we are not. Oh. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you. I learned something new today. Um, but you know, you're highly sensitive, right. And very sensitive to everyone else's energy. Reflector is the rarest type of human design, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're a unicorn, right? So why do I, why, why am I here for unicorns? Because I have found in my work, a really strong correlation between folks who have really, really important missions and are amazing at what they do. Mm -hmm. And folks who really shy away from being salesy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are a lot of people who are super salesy who um, aren't the experts that the folks I work with are, but they have that, they have this ability to get out of their heads Mm -hmm. and just promote, 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 right? They don't deal with, I call them the four, jokingly, I call (laughs) them the four, four love languages of the high achiever, like Oh, wow. imposter syndrome, self-doubt, self-sabotage, overwhelm, right? Like the extent to which someone could like make a graphic of this, an infographic. Yeah. The, ex- the extent to which you experience those things in my observation and in my own experience is directly correlated to like the size of your mission on this planet. Yeah. And so anything that I can do to empower these folks who are here to like change humanity, raise consciousness, all of that, like I'm here for it. Right. Because I do get to bring in, it's not just about like pitching a bunch of podcasts. Yes, we do that. We teach people how to do that, but I get to coach Mm -hmm. uh, and empower around like 
helping people understand how much people need to hear their stories. And like, Mm -hmm. I have clients who make millions of dollars a year who come to me being like, I don't know why anyone want to hear from me. I have imposter syndrome. And I'm like, you do, right? (laughs) I know we do at the beginning of our business, but I think it's just like, let's normalize this. Yeah, of course. And say, okay, great. And if you have something that you want to get out into the world, we can, we can move through that. Mm -hmm. I love that, Kristen. I love that you... First of all, getting becoming their voice and helping them how to express themselves, lift them up is so, so important. It is true that our types are very highly sensitive. <laughs> um, but I think, uh, again, with an INFJ that's a visionary, we're all like visionaries and, and we have this, ma- this massive vision and we're so far from it that we don't even start sometimes. So I do feel like that's a huge, you know, when, whenever you're attracting these folks is because they feel like through you that they can actually start moving towards it because when I and FJ, we, um, we, we project in the future and it's very far ahead and it's very overwhelming to dissect it into weekly, monthly and yearly goals. So that's why an energy can be overwhelmed immediately. So we need you to coach us through that. So I'm so, so glad that you're here for us and support those entrepreneurs that are, that they do have a vision, but they don't have, you know, the strength or they don't feel like they can do it by themselves. So thank you so much for your service. Mm. Um, so uh, you finally doubled on the podcast journey and helping people to get into this podcast. So if you don't mind, we can move into the meat and potato of the subject of today and just talk about, first of all, why podcasts? Mm. And second of all, how do we get into a podcast the first place? Mm. How do we get, you know, anyone to book us or do we need to reach out? Like how, how do you do that? Yeah, such a good question. And I love that you started with why podcast, because I think that it's really important to understand before you're going to take any action around it. Right. So you and I are both marketers in a sense, right. From different angles. So, so we know the power of Facebook ads and I'm so grateful for your work in the world. I found my first coach and got uh, connected to, to this whole world through a Facebook ad in 2015, like mm-hmm. sitting on my couch, sad, wondering what to do, mm-hmm. you know, to pick up the pieces of my life. Something popped up and, you know, seven years later, here we are. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I also know from having run them for clients, like how amazing it is to be able to connect with people in this way. Mm-hmm. And podcasts are kind of at the other end of the spectrum in terms of the depth mm-hmm. that you can go to, right? So an ad, like someone's going to see it at the right time, or maybe they need to see it a couple of times, or it starts them, it starts them on this journey. It's such Mm -hmm. a wonderful tool Mm -hmm. for being able to reach the right people at a broader scale. Right. And with, with, you know, a lot of touches typically. So a podcast interview, what happens when somebody like you having me on your podcast, Mm -hmm. you have this audience who loves you, you know, Mm -hmm. who they are, right? Chatted about it. Like you care about them. You're wanting to serve them through this, this medium. And you want to bring massive amounts of value to them and strengthen the relationship that you have with this community of followers and listeners. Mm -hmm. So you inviting me on, Mm -hmm. you are essentially endorsing me 
-hmm. and transferring like the know, like, and trust that you have built with your listeners to me, like Mm -hmm. instantly. Mm -hmm. You think I'm worth having on? Okay. They're going to listen to me because you said that I was Mm -hmm. worthy. Right. And so now they've got their earbuds in and do you, do you listen to other podcasts? Yes, of course. Okay. Okay. So I'm so curious. What, what else are you doing when you're listening to podcasts? Everything. I'm cooking, cleaning, driving, sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Falling asleep. (laughs) Yes, totally. Totally. Me too. Okay. So, so the thing is that like you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're driving, you're sleeping. Like this is a very intimate thing Mm -hmm. that you are, that you are inviting me into. Like you're inviting me into your home, into your car, into your life, into your bed. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and like a lot of those things, maybe with the exception of falling asleep, which we know it's not good for us to scroll and fall asleep, but like cooking, cleaning, driving, you're typically not scrolling at the same time, mm-hmm. right? You're doing things in more of a like flow state, or maybe you're bored and looking to be infotained, mm-hmm. right? And you're, you're going really, really deep with somebody for 20, 30, mm-hmm. however long minutes. And what happens is like, that's focus time. Mm-hmm. You're not distracted. You're doing something you already know how to do, right? Mm-hmm. And that one touch, that one conversation with, with the transfer of trust, that's enough for a listener to be introduced to a guest and decide whether they want to take that relationship to the next mm-hmm. level, as opposed to like 12 Facebook posts or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. And, and that's really powerful, you know, I mean, you get to create an instant and deep, if you do it right, mm-hmm. which most people don't, it's what I've been told. Um, <laughs> you get to create not only like a real connection with the host, but the audience too, because the audience feels that the host who they love is enjoying energetically the conversation and getting takeaways. And, oh my gosh, I, I, I want to know more from this person. I like their energy. I like what they teach. They seem like their values are aligned, right? Mm-hmm. It's enough to warm somebody up at a minimum onto your email list, mm-hmm. all the way up to high ticket, high mm-hmm. ticket, purchase from one conversation. And like, to my knowledge, there's nothing else that does that. Right. And so when I began to like study why this was working for me and, and what, what was the actual strategy of like me, I just thought it was being a good human. And then people told me that it was different. Mm -hmm. These are the types of things that I began to, to realize and to be told. Um, And so those are, those are the whys, obviously also international audience, right? Mm-hmm. Reach anyone. You can be super targeted. Um, and for somebody who enjoys like genuine conversation and connection, it's just the most leveraged way you can do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And uh, thank you so much for being so elaborate on how intimate this experience is, because I think a lot of people don't understand that the fact that you are doing, you know, your tours and I'm not, I, I think I'm not the only one that we're listening to more than one podcast. I think we all have like our favorite shows and yeah. sometimes I even find different ones that I like all the time. So I have more than ones that I'm listening some on a weekly basis, whenever they're dropping the episode. Right. So just like you said, you can really build up that intimacy 
with your audience. And if they have someone they bring in, yes, you're trusting them because whoever they're bringing in, they are also aligned with them energetically, just like you said. So I'm so glad that you that you mentioned that because like those elements are so important um, to be kind of building that relationship up. And I also love how you said that with the Facebook ads, it's it's one type of touch point of a very long journey because that's such a misconception, especially with Facebook ads, like, oh, there you go. I'm going to make sales and it's going to be easy. No, it's not like that at all. It's, it's all about that's a beginning of a long relationship that will eventually one day, hopefully soon, but it will lead to a sale. And it will just like a start of that journey. And a lot of people don't understand that they think, oh yeah, I have to make it work. I have to make money. And it doesn't work like that. So just like you said with the podcast, that's like an accelerated version of that because we're not like hinting, posting, you come to my circle, some trainings, maybe. Even now with Facebook, we are shifting towards like the workshops, the challenges, and like having to build that relationship up like on speed, on steroids, you know, in like five days, three days, whatever. Um, so I do think that the industry is finally shifting toward relationship building. But just like you said, podcasts could be an awesome way to do kind of all of that, just be exposed to that type of energy and just like, oh, I kind of like this girl. Who is this girl? I'm not going to look it up, you know? And then you immediately can connect with people. So I'm so happy that you explained all of that for the listeners. So how, how do we get into be in the 1% of the podcast? Like, mm, mm. how do we do that? Yeah. Oh, it's such a good question. So I think it again starts with the mindset of it and understanding why it's a thing, because ultimately we're basically all going to have our own version or way of sharing our values in order to get on podcasts. But the most important thing to understand and to go in with the frame of is what an honor it is to be invited. Mm -hmm. So most people go in very transactionally. We Mm -hmm. jokingly say like, most people show up as lychee vampires, <laughs> like whether or not they know they're being like, some people are like, oh yeah, you should be so lucky. I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. Or like, frankly, a lot of the pitches that I get for my podcast from agencies and stuff are like, this person's amazing there. Here's their bio. Would you like an intro? And I'm like, no, I would not. There's <laughs> nothing in here about me. Yeah. You just copied and pasted. If you even included the name of my podcast, you copied and pasted this whole thing. Yeah, like you didn't listen. You don't care. Why should I? Right. Yeah. So, so the thing to remember, and and you know, obviously you know this. We're getting like a little bit meta here, but being a podcast host, like you know how much sweat, equity, attention, time, money, resources go into every single episode. Yeah. Right. Like. Whether you're paying someone to edit it or you're doing it yourself, you're making the graphics yourself, you're paying someone to, doesn't matter. Regardless, like your heart and soul are in this project and it's a big project, right? To be consistent with this yeah, and to build an audience, to put out episodes consistently, right? Oh, alongside running a business casual, right? So, so when I, when I recognize those things and I'm like, you are inviting me in, endorsing me, paying to promote me. Mm -hmm. It totally shifts the way that I show up versus like, hi, I have a book. Your people Mm -hmm. need to hear about it. I'm awesome. Mm. Right. That's how 99% of people show up. They show up and go, 
I'm going to, I'm going to be salesy. I'm going to promote. I'm here to like to the vampire lychee thing. I'm here to suck what energy and sales I can out of your audience. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you can instead go in with the frame of like, I want to look for hosts that I want to be friends with in the long term, Mm -hmm. energetically values wise, what they do, right. Instead of going, oh, well, this person has a big show. I think they're kind of a jerk, but hey, they have a big audience, right? That's transactional. Yeah. Going like, I can see a way that like, I would like to go get dinner with you, Mm -hmm. right? Cool. That's the person that you want to pitch because it's not just about the size of the audience. It's about the right people in the room, Exactly. right? The right people in the room. Mm -hmm. So So when you understand that, then you understand that it's going to take some research to the specific strategy, right? It's going to take some research. Listen to the show. Make sure you like the vibe. Call it a vibe check, right? Make sure you like the host would want to be friends with them. Understand what they're working on doing, what they're about. Mm -hmm. Find some common ground. Those are the types of things that you put into a pitch. That's when a pitch gets accepted at multiple times the industry rate Mm -hmm. because you are taking the time to learn someone as a person. Maybe you both like dogs. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have, you know, maybe they had someone on the show who's a mutual friend, right? Maybe you both came from the same place. It can, what kinds of things do you look for to be finding common with people that you're meeting in your Mm -hmm. real life? This is no different right? That stuff goes in the pitch. What can you show up and bring value around that Mm -hmm. they haven't already talked about, or you have a different angle, right? Mm -hmm. How can you be of service? Where are you going to share this episode when it comes out, right? Those are the things that go into a really good pitch. Mm -hmm. And it all starts with you just identifying, yeah, I think this would be a fun conversation for both of us. Mm -hmm. How can I convey that in the pitch? That's it. Yeah. And I love that. I love how you, first of all, this like vampire lychee type of, you know, I, I have to be honest with you. I, I did have people reaching out to me to be like, hey, can I be in your podcast? I have this thing that I'm have, you know, promoting, you know, I think yes. it's good for you. I mean, yeah. I want to promote me, but it's like me, me, me. Right. So, and um, I did do some of those episodes at the beginning because I felt like I need to, I want to help people. And I did see that there's something for my listeners as well, but I didn't feel good about accepting those people um, because I'm just like, yeah, I want to help them, but you know, I don't, I'm not always liking their vibes or just like, maybe we're not just like the whole thing was a bit like weird because I was trying so hard to lift them up and then them them having their, whatever they want to promote more and just like, showing them in the best light possible. And I felt like we're losing what's the point here, which is me having to bring people I energetically align with. And I kind of like their fun vibes and whatever they are sharing. And I just wanted to have a fun conversation. And if we don't have that for some reason, the whole thing is just, it doesn't feel natural even to the listeners, right? And specifically with this from person, uh, I remember uh, checking back with me like, hey, like, did you get anyone? 
wanting to, you know, sign up for my thing. And I'm like, Hey, like, do you like, like, no, no, nothing. Sorry. But like, um, I don't know how it's my responsibility. So it's just like, yeah, never again, never again. Now I'm just like only getting people that I'm also aligned with. And just like you said, there's a lot of where it goes into the editing, hiring an editor, making sure everything is the graphics, just like you said, it's a lot of work. So you want to make sure you have people that you actually want to hang out with. And those types of conversations that we already have a good energy going on and, and we understand each other, how can we provide value to each other's, you know, and, and just like that, um, when we meet is when the best episodes are usually coming out. So even we hear Kristen, like, remember, they have the sweetest message, the sweetest message on Facebook that you sent me after I sent you a friend request. And I'm like, I'm like, what did I add her? Oh, I know now, of course. <laughs> I just like had to go back to your profile. Like, oh, of course, I know. Like, she has a great energy, right? That's why. And uh, I'm so happy that you mentioned how, you know, doing the research and just checking a bit on the the person, the podcast, you know, like if there's something common, there's a common ground, something, then just taking your time to go the extra mile is already going to put you into um, a winning position of just mm. being accepted, you know. And I do feel like that are transactional elements to the point where sometimes I have people like when I'm looking for someone to my podcast, that they are like, hey, this is my podcast booking page. And he has like an instruction video of like how just send me your views and like send me your blah, 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 and just like A, B, C, D. And then you can book me here if I accept you. Like, it's just a cool thing. It's just like, I, I can tell this dude is like doing podcasts like every week, like five times a day. Like it's very like, you know, um, it's just like a mechanical thing. So yeah. I don't appreciate those people. I'm just like, not even having them or asking to to have them so I'm so glad you mentioned all of that and I do think it's about going the, the extra mile and just making sure that's you know that's that's actually what's in it for me like that's that question is very clear like to mm -hmm. whoever podcast you want to go to like what's in it mm -hmm. for them how can I provide value to them mm -hmm. and then just pitching that so now because we, you're working with those you know visionaries introverts like how do you get them to go pitch someone to mm. be to be aligned but still because they have such a hard time to yeah. to go and move outwards and do more actions to, yeah. to be on a podcast first because introverts you know we're a bit like we like to be thinking learning and not taking action too much um, that's my question. How do you get them to be like, you're going to do this? Um, the second thing is uh, I wanted to ask was um, imposter syndrome. And mm. how do you navigate people thinking they don't have anything to share or like, like maybe how did, how did, how did they uh, go through that feeling of like, oh, who, what, do I, what do I have to say in a podcast? Like, why should I be a guest? Yeah. I think it's like a confidence issue as well, not just the imposter syndrome. 100%. I just did a training in my um in my mastermind a couple of days ago. People pay $30,000 US to be in this mastermind. So they're you know to help <laughs> help us scale to become seven figure businesses. Yeah. And so people in that room are making a minimum of six figures, right? Yeah. And they're like PMing me going I have imposter syndrome. Who would want to listen to me? Like, mm -hmm. why would anyone want to hear have me on a podcast? I mean, these people are out there making money. Like they validated, they prove it. Just 
I just want to share that because like no matter where you are in revenue or stage of business, it's just part of being human mm-hmm. because imposter syndrome is simply just like your nervous system's response to doing anything new, mm-hmm. anything new. Like I'm growing these beautiful English roses in my backyard. I totally had imposter syndrome about the first one. I was pretty sure I was going to kill it. You know, like it's just, but we like catastrophize it when it comes to business. Cause we make it all personal and, you know, about ourselves and make it mean we're going to fail and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So mm-hmm. the first thing, I guess I'm answering the second question first, but the imposter syndrome thing, like whenever I or my clients, we get up in our heads and we pull back. Like the thing is to come back to why we're doing this mm-hmm. because we all have much bigger missions than like, look at me, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. to be totally transparent, like if you're listening to this, you won't be able to see it, but I was on a call with like my right hand team member right before this. And then we were just in flow, like just working on stuff. And, and I was like, it's five minutes until a podcast interview. And I did not get ready for the day. Like I didn't do my hair. I didn't do my makeup. I've been up, you know, almost eight hours at this point, like getting my kid ready for school, running around. Like I just, I didn't. And I like to be done on camera. Mm-hmm. I like it. I prefer it. And then I was, and I, and I knew it was a zoom link. I was like, we're totally going to record video. And you know what? It's fine because this is too important to reschedule over my vanity. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I think part of that is like, I know that my mission is important. And when I, when it, you know, so in, in, in service to others, like I can get the heck out of my own way. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's part of it. I mean, it's definitely a muscle, right? Definitely. When I was pivoting from business coaching, one of my coaches in this mastermind, literally like live on a call in front of a bunch of other people, he had watched me sit on this offer he had helped me create for months. And he was like, I was driving. I will never forget it. He was like, Christine, don't look at me because you're driving. But who, who else on this call would like for Christine to help them strategize around podcast guesting? And all these hands went up and he's like, you can go back and watch the replay. I want you to run off the road, but I want you to see that this is a thing that people are interested in. I literally almost threw up and passed out at the same time. Like my nervous system freaked out. And I was like, I got to pull the car over. Like I'm going to faint. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is somebody who had been an entrepreneur for 15 years. Yeah. Right. So that's part of it is like coming back to your mission. It's not about you. Right. You're here to be of service. And then and the other piece is in terms of you were asking about like how to show up and actually use your voice. Like, how do you convince the introverts to actually pitch themselves? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so two things, some of them know themselves and they're like, I'm not going to do it. So then they just hire us to do it, which is fine. And then the other part of it is like, I find that when you understand that this helps you get to do more of your work in the world and it is of highest service when you show up in this way, then creating the pitch is just the bridge between sitting there wondering where your people are and how to connect with them or like shouting into the void of Facebook groups, which no judgment, I did that for a while. And then I was like, why am I doing this? Because my coach told me to do it. Not because it's aligned to me. I'm a generator. I'm here to respond, mm-hmm. right? Um, like it's, it can be just a super aligned strategy. If you find that you like deep, authentic conversation, which introverts do 
typically, mm-hmm. right? Like we were, you'd rather be one-on-one have to go deep, all of that you get to have, and it gets, you get to share it out. So you can just pretend you're sitting across a coffee table from mm-hmm. somebody talking about what you love, right? Mm-hmm. Which most introverts are somewhat happy to do, right? Yeah, of course. And, uh, and then it just becomes, okay, the pitch is just in service of having this conversation, sharing free value. And I just got accepted to speak at a podcasting conference on the topic of four ways podcast guesting can deepen your spiritual practice. Wow. Yes. This is going to be so fun because it's not like, Hey, here's the kind of mic that you need. Right. It's like, let's talk about practicing detachment and Mm -hmm. non-attachment podcast guesting is a really good way. I'm so here for that episode, wherever that's happening. (laughs) Okay. We'll come to Orlando in May. I'm speaking about it. What is it? When is it? Um, it's called pod fest. It's one of the two big conferences for podcasting here in the U S um, it's the last weekend in, in May. Okay. I might, I might. Thank you so much. The hotel has a lazy river, so I'll meet you there. Oh, okay. I meet you at the lazy river. Wherever the laser river is, I'll see you That's there. That's where I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm so glad you say that because, um, yeah, it's not just about the mic, you know, it's not just about the technical stuff, but like there's so much more to it, right? Yeah. I talk to people all the time who are like, I've been on a bunch of podcasts and I haven't seen anything from it. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Like, yeah, there's, there's stuff that's off here, right? Mm-hmm. And And also like, I think, especially because you you work with clients, you, sometimes you get rejected. You know, sometimes like even when I wanted to book uh, some of the people in a marketing world, I looked up to and I was like, oh my God, I love their energy. I literally did like a loom pitch mm. to get them to come to my show. Mm-hmm. And and I got through to talk to their assistant. And then, and then after that, they were like, well, sorry, your numbers are too low for us. You know, at this time, it doesn't make sense for us. But like, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I did like two video pitches. I'm like, yeah, I know my numbers are low, but please come. <laughs> but I, yeah. I mean, listen, there's no harm done. If she said yes, I would have been happy. But no, there's no harm done. I mean, I move on. You move on. You At least I try. You know, at least I know that I managed to get to talk to your team and it doesn't make sense for them. I understand. I wanted to make sense for them, right? Both of us are getting something out of this, right? Not just me. So it's part of the story. Sometimes you get rejected. Sometimes you don't see results. Both of them are okay. Well, what oh. happens when we do? <laughs> what happens when we do get results or we yeah. do get accepted or which? Both. <laughs> okay. So when you get accepted, your job is to show up with the same energy and intention that you brought to the mm-hmm. pitch. That's it. Mm-hmm right? Like you will have been in integrity about your pitch. You won't have suggested that you talk about something that you aren't mm-hmm. qualified to talk about, right? <laughs> so your your brain might try to tell you, or ego might try to tell you that you don't know anything and who are you and imposter syndrome again. And mm-hmm. you know what? You can also go, okay, is that true? No? Do people pay me for this? Okay. I think I have something to say about it, right? Mm-hmm. And and so that's that's as much of the work as showing up, mm-hmm. right? in, in, in your authenticity is, is yeah. selling yourself on yourself before you ask someone else to validate you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, and then what happens when you show up in that energy and with that desire to really be of service and create like a win, it's going to be a win for you regardless, because mm-hmm. one podcast episode that you appear on 
Like you could throw that in Otter to transcribe it and you could have content that you mm-hmm. can pull out for like a month and you can yeah. repurpose that in so many different ways. One episode, right? So it's already a win for you. It's credibility boosting. It's repurposable. It can mm-hmm. warm up people who are already in your audience as well as getting in front of new people. Your job is to make it a win for the host and the audience, yeah. right? And then what, what, I mean, what we see, like when you show up in this way and you're on the right shows and mm-hmm. in this energy, and just the whole thing has alignment into what you offer, not because you're salesy, but because it just aligns. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see an average of like one high ticket client per appearance mm-hmm. and high ticket in my space means like somewhere in the thousands, like mm-hmm. under 10,000, usually three, mm-hmm. five, seven, right. Per appearance. Like Mm -hmm. it's so leveraged, right? And that doesn't count like you growing your list, you growing your group, you growing whatever these other things are where you can nurture people Mm -hmm. along the way because different people are going to make buying decisions at different times. Of course. It's a huge opportunity. Yeah. And I love that you say that because um, the other thing I wanted to ask about is whenever you, you said, because my question would have been, so what do you do if you are so nervous? Because I, I, when I was guessing on someone's podcast, I was just like, I'm so nervous. I blank out. I, I don't even know like mm-hmm. if I'm a male or female, but like, you know yeah. what? That's okay because it's practice. You know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. But just like you said, if you're already going with the intention that this is super aligned, I, this is up in my alley. I noticed, you know, I get paid for it. I'm qualified to be here and just like get through your own head and your imposter syndrome. Then you should be able to handle at least, you know, your own topics of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like, here's a really practical tip. If you're worried about blanking out, like I was on Entrepreneurs on Fire when I was on, I've been on, I've had the honor of being on that show two times. And when I was on it the first time, I was so nervous. And I had been on a lot of podcasts at that point. I'm like, armpits are sweaty. Like, mm-hmm. like, and he's somebody who's very scripted. So I already had everything written out in my Google doc in mm-hmm. front of me. I was like, I'm good to go. I prepare. Blah, blah, blah. Well, then he threw me a curveball question and I was not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And I spent the entire, maybe two or three months between recording and air date worrying about how stupid I sounded in response to that one question to the point where this was several years ago, but like, I did not listen to it until the evening that it came out, came out five in the morning or whatever. I didn't listen to it until the evening it came out. And frankly, I had been, I had had a glass of wine with some friends and then I was like, okay, now I can do it. Right. Like that was, that was what it took for me. And then I was like, oh, it wasn't so bad. Whether he edited to make me sound better or whether it really wasn't that regardless, nobody else would ever know that yeah. I froze. But but for all of you, if you're worried about that happening, because I know in the beginning, most people are, what I recommend is that you take sticky notes and just put like phrases that will prompt you mm-hmm. about like how you work with clients or your expertise or whatever, and put them on either side of your computer monitor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if your mind goes blank, you can just glance up and you could be like, Oh, that's what I teach about Facebook ads. Oh yeah. That will prompt me to tell this story, right? Sticky note it either side of your monitor. You won't look like you're reading a paper down, you know, with your nose, wherever. And you will also feel more confident because you did that prep work. That's so good. Thank you so much for that one tip. That's awesome. I love that. And, um, especially, uh, with, 
when you're blanking out, but first of all, we are so critical of ourselves, I think. And when I was guesting on this podcast and I was just like, oh, I'm blanking out, I'm so stupid. And it was a live show. So especially with live shows is where I'm like, oh, I, know my, I know people looking at me and listening and I'm like, ha, 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 I don't speak English anymore. Uh, but like <laughs> with live shows, it's especially hard because then you can't be like, you know, it's going to be cut out and, you know, I want but it's going to be happening in the moment and people will think like I'm, you know, some kind of a lunatic or something. Uh, but do you think preparation helps in this case? Like when you have all the questions ahead of time, or do you think it's more natural to be just flowing through? Like, which one do you think it's better, especially with my type, but the, the people that you work with the most? It's such a good question. So everybody who comes to me wants the, to know how they can get the questions ahead of time. Mm-hmm. The truth is that right, at least right now, the trend is I would say 95 plus percent of people, you might not even know which topic they want you to speak about. <laughs> like they're just going to start asking you questions. Mm-hmm. So, so if you get questions, great, but I would never expect it. I would mm-hmm. never expect it. Instead, what I would do to prepare is just listen to recent episodes. Like that's the best thing that you can do. So you pro- you will have listened to the show to get a vibe check before you create the pitch. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back and re-listen or you can go back to your notes or whatever before, right before you record. Mm-hmm. So yesterday a client was messaging me and she was like, oh, I'm going on this podcast. But some of the other ones that, you know, we, we were helping her with pitches on, she was like, who am I to go on this show? Cause they've had X, Y, and Z person with this mm-hmm. credibility and whatever. And I was like, you have your own story. Mm -hmm. You, you know, this, again, it comes back to like selling yourself on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're the questions are just, they're a crutch for you to feel like you're more in control. Mm -hmm. Like your job is to, and yes, you're going to get better every time you do it. Just like the first time you write a post or the first time you create an ad, you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. This Mm -hmm. is going to do anything. If I have the right target audience, the right budget, Mm -hmm. the right image, the right copy, right. You just got to do it. How are you ever going to get feedback? Mm -hmm. And you can also practice ahead of time with a friend, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can hit record. You all could do a Facebook live together, right? Mm -hmm. Instagram live, wherever you hang out, like you can get jitters out of your system by like simulating Mm -hmm. that, that conversation and not dying. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's what your nervous system is afraid of trying to keep you safe from. You feel like you're mm-hmm. going to die. You feel like you're being chased by a tiger. Okay. I did this with my friend. I didn't die. I like the person that I'm going to be talking to on this interview. Maybe I won't die with them either. Like, and joking, not joking. Right. Cause that's mm-hmm. the fight or flight response. So especially for introverts. So that is what I would say is like, yeah, prep ahead of time. Also know you're probably not going to get questions ahead of time. So mm-hmm. like, what are the other things that you can do? to show up feeling ready. Mm-hmm. That was like really great. And um, especially when you say you need to practice with a friend to just get it out of your system and and any questions, I mean, curveball questions can always come to your way. But like, just like you said, and with the sticky notes, that's such a great way to kind of pivot back to you where you want to go. And just saying, oh, that's a great question. You know, and just like that. Is already giving you like five seconds to kind of think about what you're going to say. Um, or you can just say, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> That's fine too. Yeah. Any, 
Yeah, anything goes <laughs> past next one. <laughs> right. And also, you know, so my my podcast is called No One's Ever Asked Me That because mm-hmm. I people told me that so much when I was interviewing for different things. And so then it kind of like became, I took up this personal. That's a lovely like, name. I love it. So, you know, I had these like really big names in in our industry in digital marketing on and it became a goal to like, um, not to ask them like a mean question or a curveball question, but like out of genuine curiosity, like what is something that's going to get an organic answer that isn't just like the top of their script and their talking Mm -hmm. points for every Mm -hmm. other interview? Because that's a way that I can add value. And I would watch these watch these people go and they've done hundreds or thousands of interviews. Right. And I would watch them go, Hmm, that's, that's a good question. No one's ever asked me that before. I'm gonna have to think about that for a second. And I was like, cool. If Pat Flynn's doing that, we're good. Right. Uh-huh. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And listen, I do think that being that podcaster that can ask those deep questions that no one ever asked them. I think it's a compliment, honestly. It's not to embarrass anyone, but if you have the ability to ask those questions that are not the general basic questions that everyone is asking them, that's already, is like, oh, okay, that's interesting. This person maybe did their research or maybe they are just just more, you know, deeper in their approach. And there is this guy on YouTube that is eating chicken wings and Right? right. I was going to bring that up. And I was like, yes. is that too obscure? Of he, no. I really, he is amazing. He is yes. one of the best interviewers I've ever seen. And I have been, you know, in the NBC Olympic, whatever. And like I, Sean Evans, yes. Sean Evans, yes. hot ones is the show next level. Right. Of, I mean, his research team must right? be. And, and yeah. I'm just thinking all the celebrities like, huh, no one ever asked me that. Like, huh, how do you know that? You know, and every freaking time he is so, so prepared that even Justin Bieber is like, huh, that's never been asked before, you know? And it's so amazing because that shows that, I don't know, I I mean, even the experience of eating chicken wings and like crying, I mean, that is like a whole nother thing of entertainment. Like that's that's not like a usual interview because that they would be doing something else. But the fact that the interviewer is so prepared That's like, they never going to forget that one. I don't think any of them. And that's, I think if you're a good host of your own show and have the ability to ask those questions that already, whoever you invited will remember that one show that they did with you. And that's, I guess, your goal as well to be being that memorable. So it's not just like a cookie cutter. Okay, done. Next one done. Especially if you do a lot of like speaking engagements, right? In your industry. You know, I have never thought about it from that perspective. So thank you about it, ma- creating a really like memorable experience yeah. for the guest who speaks a lot or is in yeah. a lot. And I would also offer that you have that same talent. Like you've asked me questions in ways that I've never had to think about, never gotten the opportunity to think about them before too. So we, thank you. Sean <laughs> Evans, we're coming for you. Yes. No, but I, I do think that's like either way because I mean, remember, there are people out there doing coming to shows, not just one. I'm I'm sure you did many as well. And we're going to wrap it up soon because I know you have to go as well. We have five more minutes. But I do think that's important to just make it memorable as well, because you have this, you know, one chance to talk to this one person and, and, you know, have a conversation. At least you would be trying to get out of your way to 
get that connection and just get to know them better. So it's not just like a promo, it's me, 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 but like, how can I make this person feel like they're heard and how can I elevate as much as I can for, so that they can express themselves the most authentic way that that's possible and not just like the boring, you know, so what's going on in business? So Kristen, uh, I know you mentioned your mastermind, but I'm dying to know, like, how can you help your, your, uh, you know, your clients, your, whoever you work with, how can they get in touch with you? Mm-hmm. Um, just like, just tell us about that as well. Oh, thank you. So I have a free podcast guesting checklist oh, that nice. I think is, is like great to be able to have in front of you when you're doing this. Cause number one, you get to check things off of a list. I need on that print Sign or me. on paper. Which Where do I drop print. my emails? <laughs> yes. You get that little like high achiever dopamine hit of like, I did this step. I'm moving to the next step. That's right? amazing. I need that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So well, that's, that's the best way. And that will connect you everywhere else. And you can get that at lifewithpassion.com slash checklist. Okay. So, uh, and you, you mentioned your mastermind, but your mastermind is already for those people that are want to deepen your work with you and they want to go a bit more, you know, how do they get into, you know, that podcasting and all of that. So that's, yeah. So sorry, sorry. Um, that mastermind I mentioned is the one that I'm learning in and they made my work part of their curriculum, which I'm super honored by. Um, but I, I mean, my goal really, like my heart is to help people at every level, whether they mm-hmm. want to do it for free or whether they want us to totally do it for them. It just like, where are you right now with resources mm-hmm. and budget and time or team? Like, that's it. I mean, we've mm-hmm. got something free all the way up to, you know, thousands of dollars. And mm-hmm. so I think the yeah. best place to start is like, is the checklist just because then you, yeah. you get, you get to get a feel for it yourself and decide mm-hmm. what you need help with from there. And in your, in your podcast, you mentioned that, you know, uh, the amazing name that no one ever asked me this, um, like, what are the topics that you talk about? Usually is it, is it related to what you do as a, as a coach or is it like completely like on different topics? It's total curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when we're podcasters, like creating content in this way, we get to be selfish. We get to learn too, right? So mm-hmm. what is going to be useful to my audience who is probably like me in some ways, which is why they're listening, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I started the podcast when I was still a business coach um, and I had been recording interviews with it for like seven months, going back to imposter syndrome. I've been recording them. I've been canning them, you know. And then I got invited to speak for the first time at PodFest. And I, and then frankly, what happened was I went to put in my registration and they were like, what's the name of your podcast? And I was like, I should probably launch my podcast before I speak at a podcasting conference. So it literally came out like a week before I spoke. I got home one day before the pandemic hit Mm. one day. (laughs) So I'd probably still be in Orlando, you know, if I hadn't, but, um, regardless, um, so it's about two years old now. And so it's, it's mostly just interesting conversations with like people in the space, people in the online space that I want to, I want to learn something deeper about, or Mm -hmm. that I think have something important to share that people will find inspiring. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's lovely. I think uh, I'm going to check that out as well because, you know, if you have all that, you know, marinated content is coming out, that's, I mean, I would love to listen to that as well. Just like see who you, you know, have been talking to. Uh, so thank, thank you. you so much, Kristen. It was so, so lovely to have you. And just for all the information, I'm going to go snag my checklist right now, actually. So listeners, go snag your checklist. I'm going to link it as well in the episode description so everyone can find it and get their checklist for their podcast appearances so thank you again so much it was so so lovely to have you and just like giving us all the knowledge and there's so I think we could talk forever honestly that's how I feel like (laughs) especially about like overcoming yourself getting out of your head just like there's so many topics that we can just go and talk about more um yeah wish you good luck and uh, thank you so much for being here Thank you for having me.